to welcome everyone for joining us here on the Borderland Sports Report. Today we are joined by four local Borderland Sports Reports coaches here. We've got Chapin, Tornil, Coronado, Eastlake. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Let's get right into this real quick. So uh, coming out of this COVID year, right now, full slate of games planned. What do you guys see as the outlook for your districts as we get ready into this, get the season started? I'll, I'll go first. I mean, our district is the smallest uh, out of these guys. So uh, we have one local team in Anthony that we play against, and then our other three opponents are are uh, out of town. But uh, our district's really tough at the top. Crane and Alpine are really tough. So uh, we'll kind of measure ourselves uh, as we get get into district against them and, and hopefully compete and, and play well against them. I think with our district, one of the, the I guess, benefits is uh, we have seven non-district games prior to the bye week, and then we get into district. So, uh, you know, you're going to know what your team is. You're going to know, you know, be able to work out the kinks and, and see what, um, you know, what you're bringing into that district play. So you're, you're really going to have a, a handle on uh, what you have by the time our district starts. So, I mean, that, that's one of the benefits of having so many non-district games. I think, uh, you know, it's, I think, I think everybody in the entire city, you know, is kind of, uh, they're not, they're kind of unsure of what kind of team they're going to have. Aside from some of them that have been able to keep them all together, uh, a lot of them have been, uh, had a lot of kids that are missing all, uh, you know, spring and summer. And uh, I know us at Coronado, we're hoping that we get a lot of those kids back first day of school and, you know, we'll have a week to get, get them all organized and, and we'll have three three uh, in our district we have three preseason games and then you're in the district uh, so you gotta you gotta get ready fast and and it's like I said every every uh, every game is is a tough game I think the biggest question for us is being able to fill in those gaps from those young kids that need to come in and play immediately graduation kind of hit us a little hard so we're kind of concerned with our lower levels only having a limited amount of opportunity last year uh, we got a short time frame to get those kids ready, and I think a lot of the other teams in our district are in the same boat. As we look at game play, how is that going to impact district play as far as you've got these returning quarterbacks and then you've got these well, you've got these seasoned quarterbacks and then you've got these younger quarterbacks coming in that don't have the experience. How is that going to impact you guys' approach to some of these games? Well, I mean, I, I think like Coach had, had mentioned earlier, one of the, the things you got to get the young guys ready to play. You know, we're fortunate enough to have our quarterback returning and, and did a, a great job last year, and we have high expectations for him this year. Um, but we're filling some holes with um, two B sophomores that only got two games in a scrimmage last year. So, you know, like Coach said, it's, it's really trying to get those pieces up and um, surrounding yourself are surrounding your quarterback with with weapons and you know guys that he can have that confidence in in that amount of time you know I think it was really beneficial for us uh, to be able to have the seven on seven um, season throughout the summer and and be able to compete and, and see what um, the young guys can do at that that varsity pace so um, you know I do think like coach said um, seeing what those young guys those sophomores that are filling the, the roles of those graduating players how fast can you bring them up to speed and are they going to be prepared to, you know, take on a varsity season? Yeah, I think that's big. I know uh, we had a three-year starting quarterback, and, and we'll we'll have a sophomore this year, so uh, we'll lean on some of the, you know, the more seasoned kids. Our offensive line, our, our two receivers, 
uh, maybe trim the playbook down a little bit, give him some quicker reads and things like that. That, that should help him uh, be successful. And, and once he gets a little bit of confidence, hopefully that'll help us grow offensively for sure. The good programs, they adjust, you know, what they, you know, what in my, in my time as a coach, uh, you know, the good programs, they, they'll lose a, a marquee player and then, and then uh, they'll come back the next year and they'll still be successful. They just may not be doing the same stuff. I mean, I've seen uh, teams in the past, you know, that were, you know, prolific passing teams and then they turn into a run team. They're still, they still give you the same sets and everything, but, you know, you, you adjust to what you have and, uh, you know, some of the best coaches that I've seen, you know, come, they've, Year in and year out, they're making the playoffs and challenging for a district championship. Sometimes they have a great receivers and a great quarterback. Sometimes they've got a great running back, but no receivers or no quarterback. You know, uh, the good coaches, the good programs, they adjust to what they have. And, uh, and I, I expect that to happen this year. You know, the graduation doesn't affect uh, good programs. I, th I think for us, you know, losing the guy that we lost is obviously going to come to an end at some point, you know, unfortunately for us during the COVID year. Uh, but we knew what the expectation was going to be when he was gone, you know, was to have somebody of quality ready to go upon his departure. Uh, I felt like we, I, I feel like we've done that. You know, he's not going to be a guy to, you know, make us win games. He's just going to manage the opportunity that he has and we'll rely a little bit on our run game and, and our offensive line. Obviously, we'll, we'll be a little bit better. I mean, we'll, we'll be better on defense. So uh, that's also going to help him grow into that role. But I'm completely confident. But once you have, when you have a three-year guy like you had, and then you're going to have coming back, and Escobar is not, not a bad guy. He's a good quarterback. So there's, you know, that's, there's a lot to be said about good quarterback play. Definitely. And that kind of leads me into my next question. So with that COVID-shortened year, you had a lot of younger players who didn't get the reps that are going to get those reps for the first time this year. As we get into season play and you see the young talent that's here and they get the, the 10 games or the number of the full complement of games that they would get for a full season. How do you think that that's going to impact the recruitment of student athletes here with the exposure and the more games that they're going to get playing this year? Um, we're always looking at how to how does this all translate to helping student athletes that want to continue to play in college being able to do so? So do you guys feel like this full body of work will help a lot more student athletes this year when it comes to recruitment? I just think that being in the situation that our city was in last year, it kind of hurt a lot of the accolades that people were, were expecting to be on or, or you know, deserved more than anything. Um, having a full season, obviously there's, you know, with the unexpected, you know, as far as who can pop up, a young kid can pop up on the scene, have a great quarantine time. And quarantine was good to some kids, you know, that, that had the opportunity to work out and had a facility and things like that. But it's definitely going to help kids, you know, progress through through this season for sure. I just could see ourselves, you know, close it, cl gradually cl closing that gap. And uh, that's obviously going to be a result of, of coaching and, and playing. Yeah, I think uh, just with so many coaches and kids being locked down last year, especially in El Paso compared to the rest of the state, um, that, uh, that kind of hurt kids. But uh, there's so many platforms and so many uh, social media and, and, and people looking at these kids now 
that uh, I know these coaches, and there's a lot of good coaches in El Paso, that, you know, the kids are going to be able to, if they get the whole slate of games, like you said, they'll be able to perform, and they'll get some looks, and, and El Paso will send some kids, to, you know, to play at the next level, whether it be, you know, JUCO, D1, 2, or 3. Uh, there, there's good talent in El Paso, and I think it'll, I think it will, uh, I think it'll get out. And, and that's really the point that I'm trying to make with this, is that there's a lot of talent here, and being able to showcase that talent so that colleges are willing to make the let's go down to El Paso as opposed to going to the Metroplex or to East Texas. Um, let's let's take a look down to El Paso. That's really what we're trying to what we're trying to put out there is like there's talent here. Coaches come recruit this talent. Um, but that's all I have, gentlemen. Um, thank you guys for coming out sitting down with us um greatly appreciate it you guys have a blessed one thank you thank you